Blog Talk Radio.
And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we're moving into the season of being out there, um, uh, walking among the people coming out of the shadows of the most high, so to speak, uh, but never so far. <laughs> we will be moving about and uh, moving our program. And um, prayerfully, we can call all other mothers and, of course, fathers. Uh, they should be outraged. Everyone should be outraged. The statistics in the last four years uh, in child sexual abuse has risen 60%. And that is only the percentage that is being uh, is being reported. Reported, and right. That's <laughs> That is very true. And, we and definitely... of course, I wrote my book, Secrets Little Girls Hide. And um, matter of fact, every day, you know, nothing stops. You know, time doesn't stop. We are continuously evolving. And so my uncle, my uncle Charles, read my book for the first time. He got it in the mail yesterday, and he read it all in one night. And I talked with him, and he, he, he gave me his love and support and was not understanding why it is that certain family members didn't support me. And so, of course, he was very upset that those things happened to me. He didn't even know I have a 33-year-old son. Just to show you how malfunctioned and separated, you know, fractured the human family is. This is my uncle, and he didn't know that I was a teenage mother. Mm. That's how secrets are held He found out reading a book. And, And you know what? It's so sad that the secrets always show the victim as the villain. Yeah, we want to talk about that. Oh, goodness, yes. And and, and, and the victim of sexual child abuse is not a mental uh, disorder. And we can talk about that, too, E.L., trying to stick exactly. to the script. We're supposed to be talking about Flint first. Let's talk about this this genocide well, we that's happening in Flint, Michigan. Well, we can't talk about Flint, Michigan until our speaker gets here, and we're waiting on him to come, as well as a few other people who have been notified. We're waiting on them to come. So it's just you and I right now, but you know we both have passionate concern for the children that are being abused in the, in, it's supposed to be the sanctity of their home. You know, who speaks for the children? I think that everybody is getting their rights. Uh, you know, you have people who have, you know, alternative lifestyles, homosexuals that are getting, have the right to get married, and I'm not judging nothing. I'm not judging anything because I believe everybody should have the right to get married. And you have people who are standing up and saying we want freedom, it's time for children to be freed around the That's country, right. around Absolutely. the world. Children matter. Thank you, Queen Mothers. Absolutely. All these one million mother marches. No, excuse me. We're about to bring on the one million mother march. <laughs> but all of the other million marches that are being, and I think it's a wonderful thing, there's power and unity. And so, yes, we must now... Uh, and we that's what we're here to do. We are picking up that flag, and we will be marching, and we will be gathering in the name, championing for our children, for the children. How and why? Because we were once children who were, you know, scared and, 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 and lived in a place of fear and couldn't speak and couldn't tell. And so that's why we grow now to tell and to be the champion, to be the defender of the children. That's who we are, Queen Mother. And congratulations. Welcome. (laughs) I I say it's true. It's true. And the the blessing is in having uh, really been looking at what do I feel passionately about for many years, and I feel passionate about human rights, and I feel passionate about equal rights and all of that stuff, civil rights. But my greatest, greatest passion is really about the children, because what kind of future are we leaving them if they are 
to be abused. And I just want to interrupt myself to say if this is Oba Elliot McCann's, please raise your hand with a one so I will know when you do get on the line because we need to be talking about Flint, Michigan, because I'm real concerned whether or not this is a plot, excuse me, a plot to kill our children. Because well, you see who's being affected, yes, you know, the lead inside of children, it is, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, you know, I get a little hype, I do have a cup of coffee here, and so, yes, (laughs) please continue, excuse me. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's it's all right. That's what we yeah, have yeah, to it's do. Yeah, it's all across the board. I put a video out there, and I said, I'm coming from all angles, you know. And so as we stand in the center and as we see and we project out, we see, you know, abuse on different levels. And so here we have in Flint, Michigan, you know, water that the people there, which we know is predominantly poor black people, have been uh getting in their pipes, which was deliberately, because to me it's deliberately, um, um, you know, poison to children, lead, you know, pipes now that it is that they have to redo. And so I'm talking about we need to go in there and start uh, detoxing holistically the children and start with the development of their spiritual connection because it's nothing, it's already in the body. And so it is definitely an effect. And it's a trauma. It's very traumatic. So it is a state of emergency right here in our backyard. I'm not too far from Flint, Michigan. And so that's abuse upon the children. And so who are speaking for the children? And so here we are. You know, we would speak for all children, the children in third world countries who are being, you know, uh, put in uh, holes, you know, living or dead you know, because of military offenses. Let me not speak too much about those politics things, but children everywhere, children, girls who are being married off to grown men in the East. Give me a break, people, you know. And so, you know, I'm so disgusted and appalled, and I am happy. I do see the more we're talking about this atrocity, this nasty disease, this demon of molestation and rape, uh, we're seeing that they're getting caught. This week alone, we've had three educators who got caught, you know, assistant uh, principal. Uh, let me see if I can remember to say. I can't remember to say. I'm going to just start writing it down. So the more we shine a light, Queen Mother, the more it is that we are uh, putting, you know, a protection around the children. And they need to know, uh, the children do need to know at an early age uh, what are touch zones, what is what is what is proper? What is the boundaries for? I say, well, before you, lap, so I say before you get into that. <clears throat> excuse me, Alori, uh, Baba yes. Oba, Elliot McCann's is on. I hope. Alafia. Oh, Alafia, Neo, Rishan, Lao. How is everyone tonight? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you very much. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. And we've definitely missed your contribution to the information that we share. But this one is pretty close to home because poisoning the children with lead and all kinds of toxic things, we're talking about the brain power here. So please fill us in. Well, um, I have a, a little bit different perspective than what the um, government, of course, has been telling people. Um, my perspective is that it was done purposefully. Um, nobody wants to take, of course, credit for what has happened. Uh, but uh, if over all of the years that we've been using these pipes, there wasn't an issue, then all of a sudden there is then we have a something that was done deliberately. Exactly. Um, Dubious. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we also have the National Guard is here as well. You know, so that means that this is a police state that we're living in. Because, of course, one thing that you don't mess with is you don't mess with people's children. And 
um, you know, there's um, people, that, of course, that want to be in denial. Um, there are people that want to be in denial of this, that want to look away from it. Um, uh, I was in Chicago last weekend talking with some healers and some drummers, and they sent water. And water's fine, but that's not that's really not what what is necessary. See, if we look at it um, on multiple levels of what is, one of the things that has to happen is that the water has to be healed. That's just one. Um, but uh, and then afterwards, then we can we can work on the simultaneous healing of the water as well as healing of the people, because it's not just the children. So when you have a, the national guard here. That's a police. That that creates a police state. Wow. That is a police state. We have heightened police um, here. We have um, uh, undrinkable link, uh, drinking water. Wow. And then the other issue that's on top of that, of course, is what do you do with the plastic bottles that you're sending? Exactly the plastic bottle. Exactly. I you know. So, so we have multiple multiple issues that are going on here. Mm-hmm. And those, all those issues are not not, not being uh, addressed um, properly. Uh, and unless, of course, somebody typically in Oyembo, a white, a white person, comes up with a solution. Oh, we're going to bring in recycling bins, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Well, the, the sad part about what we're dealing with here is the fact that we have people who are, if you're not Muslim, then you're not, or you're not a Christian, then everything else and everyone else is around. And that a very, it's a very sad state of affairs because then what you do is you have people that want to play politics, you know, our pastoral groups that want to play politics because they're clueless and detached from their ancestors and the desire to heal truly and truthfully like and heal the people here. Mm-hmm. So uh, to answer your right. question, uh, hopefully I didn't go all around the, the mulberry bush. Is that it was no. done deliberately? It was done I deliberately. Swear. No, um, there I can't because if that's the case, then I would have been affected long years ago. My children would have been affected. My parents would have been affected because we drank out of the water for years before now. All of a sudden, it's the pipes. Well, how in the world could it be the pipes if if the only thing you get Whenever you run water, no matter how caustic it is, if they want, as they want to claim it, whenever you run water, the only thing that you have that they get is you get lime buildup. It's in the pipes. What I see when I look at the pipes is not lead; it's lime buildup. And if, according to some estimates, it's supposed to be in a two and a half billion dollar job to pull every pipe out of here in order to re- for them to be replaced, and who is in a position to make that money? Not black mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You don't have black people in a position to make any money. Then maybe they'll stand so, there and hold the signs, but you don't have people there that's, that that can uh, that have construction crews that can tear the streets up and replace the pipes and any of that other stuff. You know, those those companies here don't exist. So you are you saying yeah, that it sounds it's like phase one of regeneration? That's what they do. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. I was asking you what were you saying because uh, I was confused. Is there a, a water crisis? Are the children being poisoned? Is it lead in the pipe in the piping? Because it's not lead. In, it's not lead in a pipe. The lead. Mm-hmm. The lead. I firmly believe that somebody deliberately put that in there because the only okay. way, and this is how I'll explain it this way. Okay, if we look at the the Roman Empire. Okay, part of what people believe is it has been their demise is the fact that they drank uh, drank and cooked and ate out of lead pots, pans, and drank out of lead cups. Okay, now if we all cook in cast iron, which most of us, if we know how to cook, do use cast iron. If you know how to cook, iron is supposedly transmitted to the food source when the iron heats up. Correct. That's correct. And how in the world can pipes that supposedly have lead in them transmit lead to the water if the water's cold? 
unless the pipes get heated up. The mm-hmm. other option will be the liquid. Like back in the day, before they put catalytic converters in the cars, there was lead in the gas. There are two forms of liquid lead that they used to use in the gas and also used to use in the paint. Tetramethyl lead and tetraethyl lead. And because they, they were deemed environmentally unsafe, they removed them from the lead, they removed them from the gasoline, and then started to put in, use catalytic converters in order to trap the gases that were um, unhealthy for the environment. And this is just my little investigation. I haven't done much, um, because uh, you know, much but more. How long, do you think, how long do you think that they've been uh, doing that? I mean, you know, sabotaging, because that's like sabotaging the pipes. Um, I think that it's that since they they said the switch took place supposedly took place from one water source to another mm-hmm. in 2013. If that took mm-hmm. place in 2013, then we're talking about two and a half years now. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. Or if I would have, I didn't even know that we had switched like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I live here. Well, is your water, excuse me, um, Orishanla, what, did you notice um, brown, muddy water? Did you notice I didn't. this? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's rusty. It looks like rust. It just looks like pure rusty water. When I was in the Bronx a couple of years, I actually, I was so thirsty. It was after a midnight party. It was a birthday party, and I just had to drink some water. And I put on the water, and I drank the water, and I didn't realize. And, and so in the new day, they said, oh, you can't drink the water. And they put the water on, and it was brown. So in the night, I drank this brown water, and it really made me sick. Like for two, three days, I was very sick. So when you drink rusty or any type of water that comes out like mud like that, you're going to feel sick. Had you right. felt sickness? Did, the, nope. did anyone I, you I'm, know? Not not that, no, I didn't. I haven't. My nephew says that his children has some, they have like um, rashes on them and he and his wife. Um, you know, and in routine, I've even, I unfortunately still brush my teeth with it, you know, and still cook with it. So I think if it was targeted. And the other thing that I've been trying to explain to people is okay. There are suburbs around the city. Then, and if one the the water source supplies water to the city, then it also supplies it to the suburbs. How in the world can one place not be affected, but another place can be? Unless it was we targeted. already know, we already right. know. Unless it's it was nothing targeted. new under the sun. Right. So mm-hmm. all of the the other cover up um cover ups and, and excuses that are being made about what the what's happened, it wasn't a switch from the water supply because um again, if you go to a distillery that sells alcohol, those scientists are always checking the content and the quality or whatever they do in a distillery. They're always checking it. Why would you not do water? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why you, if, right, right. Why would mm-hmm. if you knew the water was more caustic? Mm-hmm. Then they said the water from Lake Saint Clair or Lake Lake Huron was was nineteen times less caustic than the water that came from the river. Okay, two things. Number one, why would you switch? And number two, why would you not put whatever chemical additives that you needed to in order to make sure that the water was going to be dental enough, not to so-called corrode, if we follow their theory, corrode the, the pipes on the inside, which would have supposedly leached the lead. Now, here's the other issue that I have with this. Number three, if you use cast iron pipes, they're not made with lead. They're made out of cast iron. You cannot mm-hmm. solder copper to cast iron 
Um, cannot solder lead to cast iron because lead melts at uh, 800 degrees Fahrenheit and cast iron melts at 2800 degrees Fahrenheit. So you would never get a proper seal if you used a solder in order to seal up the joints on um, cast iron pipes. So there's too many loopholes in this situation, and everybody wants to gloss it over by sending water. Well, we do need the water. That's a beautiful thing. But the other part of that is this. We have an issue with the garbage and what's going to happen with all of the bottles. Then we also still have an issue with um, uh, um, the, the medical treatment, the holistic, serious medical treatment. There's other treatments that can be done that are less invasive, you know, how are, how are the people here going to be treated? You know, mm-hmm. and the third thing, that the issue that I have is if I'm sending my so-called samples or blood samples to a lab somewhere, I don't know what the heck you're telling me because I don't know what mm-hmm. it looks like. Now, if we took DNA and the DNA matched up, I can understand. I can see that. But what does the lead, what does lead poisoning look like? Well, it looks like uh, mental mental de- deficits for children. That's what right. lead does. Okay. So it creates uh, mental incapacity. And right. we now, have very to true. be aware. But what does it look like on a test? So like, if we look at a DNA test, and then we look at a test that, uh, for lead, so we'll, when we, we test the lead and we test the blood for lead or test the water for lead, what will it look like? So if we don't have a clue, then they could be telling us anything. Oh, sure, that well, was lead, but we really don't know. Well, medical society, period. Right, right. <laughs> they tell Absolutely. us anything. Because, right, because mm-hmm. if you look at our children and what they do to our children, oh, your child's got ADD. Well, how, did, how in the world can you test the chemical imbalances of a child's brain without taking a sample? Impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You got to take a, a, a tissue sample of the brain of the child or the adult in order to be able to claim, in order to be able to claim that they have some sort of chemical imbalance. Other than that, you can't claim that. Right. Yeah, that's such a different. We can go deeper. That's such a deep rabbit hole. The pharmaceutical business and how they pry on the poor black people. Experimental humans has gone on. And we're just just really like at the iceberg of it. In my own personal life with lobotomy being done to my mother and um you know, yeah, this is just nothing but experiment to human experiment. The madman is still at his game. And so it's about generation. So sorry and so sad. You know, Yeye River is being polluted like this. You know, this is where all the priests should come, you know, and vibrate our crystal light into Flint water and turn it turn it into crystal water. <laughs> well, I'm saying. Well, well, I want to just thank Apete B. Oyafumi for joining us. No, Lafayette. No, Lafayette. Alafia, I apologize for the delay. Thank you. Capo. We were just talking about the Flint, Michigan genocide 2016, and we have Ori Charlo Bacala Priest online. And uh, welcome. We've been waiting for you. Abu. It is a form of genocide and it is that's what's going on. Yeah, once you clear out space and get of your you can come in and bring in your heavy your investment Okay, we're having some engineer problems. Yes, we're going in and out. Yes. So we can't hear you, Wadi. 
<clears throat> noise in the background. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can I can hear that noise as well. It's not my background. But um yeah, is this a form of uh genocide clearing the way for this new gentrification type mm-hmm. of uh trend that's hitting the the country. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's been exactly. going on for about twenty, thirty years now. Yes. Brooklyn, Bed they got it's it's park hikes. And so it's like, okay, give them their land. Give it to them. Let them have it. And let's go on to the hills and uh, form our own land and our own government. Because they're going to do said, what they're going to do. Is that, and that's just what it comes down to. Because if you refuse to leave, if you know, if you can't leave, they're going to push you out. They're going to, like the people now, yes, yeah, some of the people that are stuck, they'll put them in the projects. You know, homeowners, they have beautiful homes, you know. They put them in the projects because they can't sell those homes with lead in it. That's um, You, you can't sell a home and you know there's known to be lead in it. So, you know, they're, they're stuck with a problem that they don't even have, um, you know, um, they, they wouldn't even, they didn't even um, cause this problem to happen. This is well, something that was. I'm sorry. But the difference okay. is they don't know who I am and know how I'm going to operate. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I say. Okay. Well, okay. They can choose to do choose to do whatever they want to do, and they can make choices. But I have we have ancestors. We have Alicia. We got Vifa. We have a Google. We have all these other energies that they have no clue about. I say. Ashe. And that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. Well, now yes, that you have... It may be above the law, but not the law of the universe. Not Absolutely. the universal law of Ifa. I But in giving us this new information that's real important, we definitely need to continue to pray for our children and families in Flint, Michigan. And... Yes. um. I don't want to um, cut the conversation because there's so much more to it. But we do have another caller on, and I want to bring them on and let them introduce themselves. Greetings, caller. Greetings, Alafia. My name is Olakoya. Oh, I say. Alafia, that's beloved. Queen sister who bought the book and read it in one night. Is that you, my dear? Yes, Alafia. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> greetings. From Jersey. Greetings. greetings to you, my sisters and my brother. Um I I was listening, I just wanted to say regarding the water issue. Um, um I'm a new neonate to IFA. But just in this short time, um, I realized how important the ancestral veneration is. And I'm just wondering that all of these catastrophes that are happening to our people, is it because that we are not, we have lost our way, we have lost our uh, culture, and because of that, um, we are all caught into some type of um, hardship because of not, you know, venerating our ancestors, remembering them, and and following after our culture. I'm just wondering your opinion on it. Well, if I might, uh, quickly, because my phone is not going to last but another few moments. Um, part, that, that's number one as part of it, because we turned our, our way away from our, most of us have turned our way from um, what and who we should be with our ancestors and how we should venerate them. And so the burden of um, the correction is laid on the shoulders and the backs of those of those of us who know. So, yes, you're absolutely right with that. Um, but they're also, they are also going to give us the information and the wisdom um, of the ancients and of who they are in order to correct the situa- our situations as well. Um, because that's also part of 
the design on the other side is the correction. Mm-hmm. And I love you, my family. And this will not be the last time you hear from me. Now that I know it's 9 o'clock on Fridays, I will be there next week. Okay. Okay, I say you all have a beautiful night. I do Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. More play. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much as well. And we'll see you all soon. We'll talk to you okay. very soon. All right. I say. I say. Odaro. So now a roundtable discussion about have you read Secrets That Little Girl Side? So we mm. can just switch topics real quick. Um, as someone who read it and uh, recently, I'd, I'd really love to ask you, Queen, um, what your thoughts and feelings were as you was reading the book. Are you speaking to me? Yes, ma'am. Um, when I began the book, and I I was about halfway through. Actually, when I first started, when the first um the first uh, assault on my sister uh, at such a young age, I was it just it just crushed me. It was such a um it was such a shock. I went through a lot of emotions. I was angry. I was. I felt a lot. Um, it was a hard read because as I kept reading, uh, I was outside looking in, but then I also have my own experience. And um, it wasn't pleasant. I, a lot of times I wanted to put the book down. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to. Uh, I, w- I didn't want to see inside her space. Um, I thought, you know, it was a lot. It was really a lot. Mm-hmm. But then as I finished the book, something really beautiful happened to me. It was um it made me more aware of the need to tell the secrets. It was it was it was a freeing a freeing that happened for me and I felt happy for my sister for sharing it. I, I just know her journey must be um, healthier now. She must be in a healthier s- space because of her sharing. For me, on the other hand, um, it let me see how, for my past traumas, holding something like this in and not sharing, <clears throat> in addition to not uh, being aware of my uh, my culture, speaking of Ifa and ancestral worship, how um, not speaking out and not and being ignorant of those um, spiritual that spiritual system just added to the devastation to to my life and to so many other girls' lives that have experienced it. You know, it's just it's just a lot. I am so um, proud of my queen sister for sharing her life. Um, Many women, female girls, I will share this book. They need to read it. Um, You did a beautiful work. It's nothing enjoyable about it, but it is such a healing. It is such a healing. Okay. Thank you so much. Definitely, it continues to be a journey, and the copy you have there is the first trilogy. As you see, we left off uh, being homeless and uh, living among the homeless, and these are the detrimental effects and the responsibility of the educators, the clergymen, our next-door neighbors, our family members, Uh, It is our responsibility to have our eyes open and to uh, see um, into the eyes of a child that has been violated so that we could be the defender of other children. And it is very difficult. It continues to be a difficult journey. My uncle read the book last night and one night. I was trying to contact him because he did want to come on the show and speak about it. And he embraced me and 
he actually made, made me feel very good. He said, I got your back, you know, niece. And he didn't understand why some of the family members actually uh, boycotted my book because they felt that I put the family business out there and I should have just left it under the rug and, and, and those things that we hear as survivors. But, no, we don't put it under the rug. We have to get it out. So it is that it uh, becomes a caution light and it becomes a awareness for others as well as a releasing of it within our own psychic, within our own spirit, so bodies, because it does take an effect on our cells. Cells, S-E-L-L, the cellular becomes um, transformed uh, into an ugliness when we don't release that which has been uh, traumatically uh, has uh, traumatically affected us. You know, that um, was so really um, fantastic in terms of a review because I, too, felt the healing as, as, as I was reading the book. I felt the healing, and I felt mm-hmm. the call for help that children have during these episodes. And we're all invisible in their lives, and we don't have mm-hmm. to be because awareness is everything. Once mm-hmm. the eyes are open, the mouth has to open, and the eyes mm-hmm. uh, share the story. And I think that um, Lori's story is so powerful. It's powerful as uh, a secret that was that has happened to so many children, you know, and that it's like, wow, I can see my story through this, you know, reading the book. And it was, it's it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful story with sadness, but beautiful in that you can see the energy of, Support from the sun, from God, from absolutely come and save and be triumphant in you know not allowing the abuse to go to the extent of taking your life, you know, because that was traumatic from day one of your eyes opening to that. Mhm, definitely. And so we're looking forward to having IO's Healing House in every city and every state that repairs the uh, the soul, the spirit that has been split. I was just watching before we came online, um, and Anthony was watching The Three Faces of Eve. And I, didn't ne- I never saw the movie. And uh, it was interesting that the hospital in Augusta, Georgia, was, a, was the hospital that facilitated the breakthrough and what splits the spirit and soul that causes the multiple personality. And it was from a trauma that she had in her mother making her kiss her, 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 her dead grandmother that was in the coffin. So it split her soul, her spirit gave her split personalities. But once it was that they identified where she split, she was able to be in her one personality and so as we who has been victimized sexually, it kind of like sort of does that. It splits our spirits, our souls, and we grow um, in other personalities. And in my case, I'm very thankful and touching on what the Queen Sister there was speaking about, the importance of the, the renovation, the elevation of our African souls, of our ancient souls, to meet us in the air, so to speak, to ground us because as we have come into this atmosphere, uh, it's been very challenging. The abuse, the uh, wars, you know, us 60s, 70s, you know, us babies who came in during that time, you had revolution in the 70s and the 60s, you had the war. And so we come in a very traumatic time. Imagine our parents and what they saw. So we know that we have uh, spirits and souls that are split and so how we bring them into a oneness is through 
spiritual uh, spiritual walk, be that Buddhism, be that, you know, East Indian culture, your own, you know, culture, tapping back into your ancient tradition, give thanks for Orumila, give thanks for our African uh, Yoruba deities that are still, uh, the people are still in knowledge of. So we are very wealthy. We are very rich to have our ancient culture to, to ground us. So, yes, I find that being initiated into the Agumo Society 20 years ago definitely was a great um, elevation of my central soul that had been traumatically affected. And so we still fight. We still fight those evil demons. We, you know, we've gone through a lot of rituals and, and, and ceremonies to bring about a oneness. And we continue to journey, you know, we continue to uh, give the ancestors they host and let them have their, have their way. Now we're going through psychotherapy, which is give thanks. They look at us now as a cultural psychosis when our ancestors become our split personality. <laughs> so they're having a great time going through their psychotherapy. And, and, and releasing and, and, and speaking of the atrocities that they themselves has gone through and is trapped in some type of way in between worlds unless we elevate them. So that, yeah, that is a very, um, very effective is to elevate the ancestors when you come in, especially having traumatic experiences to be able to, you know, live in, 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 a, in a purpose, a divine mission and not, Split in between worlds. Yeah, yeah because I, that's dangerous. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, just being an energy worker before, prior to being introduced to Ifa, um, some kind of merciful way. Um, I always, ever since being a child, was seeking the one that created everything, and I, I've traveled through various religions, and especially after that, the uh, when, you know, I, I too was a victim of, uh, of rape. I was a virgin, and when it happened, you know, it just really um, it affected me so much. So when I went to the police and I told them, the interrogation was so traumatic that I decided that I would deal with it myself. And throughout the years, going through like um, you know uh, different religions, I practiced Christianity, holiness. Jehovah Witness, I was in Islam, um, Islam for many years, seeking that spiritual healing. But mm-hmm. none of those systems worked for me. And I always used to ask the Creator, you know, like there's got to be some kind of way that I can be totally, um, I didn't feel my issues were totally due, um, addressed. I didn't feel holistically I was finding that, source that was going to uh, remove that energy that was stuck in my DNA some kind of way. So then I was introduced to uh, shamanism. I learned how to open my sacred space, and that that taught me a lot. Um, then I was introduced to, 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 re, to Reiki. I, I went through all the courses. I became a Reiki master. I was using energy to, you know, to heal myself. Yeah. Um, but then... It wasn't until recently I had um, was led to to have a divination for my family, and when the brother did it, I mean it was like he was inside my house. He was telling the whole story about what's going on in my family, and then that then I felt at home. I said, "This is where it's going to happen," but it was so. It's you know when I started getting introduced to the light workers from opening my sacred space, it led me to my ancestors. So this journey from being a victim to being healing, I realized it wasn't just for me that, as you said, my my sister that um, or Lori that wrote the book, I knew all the time my family, my ancestors, you know, I always thought about them, who, who jumped the boat, ships when they came across. Mm-hmm. Who were the women that were raped by the masters? Who, you know, because I got a lot of light-skinned people in my family. We ain't all light-skinned because for no reason. And I right. always 
you know, I always thought about that, I thought about my family, and, and, and somehow inside of me I felt that when I'm set free, I'm setting them free, but I had Absolutely. no idea. That's you it. know, it was like kind of this truth was living in me, but it wasn't until I was um, led to IFA that it confirmed that, yes, you the one that was chosen in your family, so you need to elevate them. You need to, to, yeah. to venerate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is bigger than me, but it starts with me inside. Yeah. And so then I And I'm that is up. so correct. Mm. Banning. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted you to know that after reading your book, it really made me more comfortable in in my in my life to be able to support another sister in any way or child or what part do I have to play in this? How can I be a supporter, help? So that's what the book did for me. It made me want to come out of me and, and be a support for somebody else. Okay. Okay. So I share that. I share that with you, and I read it almost two years ago. So I share that with you because it has definitely framed my uh, vision. And as a matter of fact, it inspires me. You know, I I, I wrote a, um, a curriculum to go with it for healing because it's a tool of healing. You know, because you can ask yourself your own questions within yourself after reading it that helps you to open up those hurt inner child feelings, you know, because it's the inner child who has been abused and the inner child that feels unloved and that needs um, to have that, you know, complete healing and know that that child is loved, you know, Mm -hmm. and that we as African people were used um, horribly to uh, breed for sexuality, to breed for uh, working, to breed for, uh, you know, domestic stuff. So, I mean, we have a strong ancestral line that must be healed after all the abuse and negative things that they went through. You don't think that that ended during their death. No, the energy still remains on the planet so that we have to clear all of this hurt. And the last great fight is for the rights of children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. And I, I wanted to add and compliment what both the queens are speaking is as far as the ancestors uh, has not, you know, they, they are no longer, we are actually, I'll say this, we are them. We are who we have been waiting for. And mm-hmm. I did the journey and as far as the ancestral.com and first my IFA roots reading and my godfather didn't miss a beat, I tell you. The ancestral dot uh, um, com, my sister did the lineage, and my mother comes from the original Catalingo Indians of St. Kitt, and they were genocide in one night. Well, actually, yeah, one night by the British and the French, and the pretty girls were saved for sexual favors, sexual slaves to the British and the French invaders. And so here we are in this generation here, and that happened in the 1600s, where my mother's lineage still, to this day, we as the women who are the descendants are still having these issues in our lives and our personal relationship that men think that we are just their little sex slaves. And so this lifetime, not only are we calling up those or those spirits that are living through us, it is also those matriarchal queens, those warrior, those empresses that built empires. So we have like a double whammy <laughs> as return incarnated queens is to clean that up of the atrocities of our ancestral lineage of girls that was used 
and for sex slaves and rebirthed our kingdoms, our queendoms at the same time. And that's a struggle, I tell you. I will never lie. It is such a struggle when you are, uh, um, your little girl inside is still growing because it had been, she'd been, you know, uh, and it's not only girls, boys too. They suffer also from a violation sexually. So it's not only just women, girls. But, yes, we are here also um, protecting our little girl at the same time, you know, putting our crowns on. And that's when we need other sister queen sisters that will be there and help us when we're feeling low. And I, this queen mother here has definitely been a wonderful queen mother. And, <laughs> excuse me, my beloved, my new queen sister there that has um, is online with us, I appreciate you so much. We definitely have a kindred spirit because mornings that I didn't feel good, you would pop in, you know, with uh, loving um, words and, of inspiration. And that's how it goes. You know, we are kindred spirits. We are from the same uh, lineage of, of queens rising. And we have to come together collectively and support each other and uh, make it a personal um, mission. You know, let it be about, you know, our personal purpose because we were violated. And I want you to know that I'm hugging you and I'm holding you. And it is a lot just to say I was a victim. And we applaud you for that, beloved. I said, we are so proud that you have joined us this evening. And Apete B, do you have something to say? I just, I just um, admire the bravery and the courage, um, and and it needs to um, the secrets need to be told, and and um, that, that's about it. I mean, it's very, it's a very deep subject. It, and, it uh, is. It's a very deep it subject. It and needs to be in every household, you know. That is and the I book mm-hmm. And I think that mothers need to share with their daughters, you know, 11, 12 years old, because a lot of the children, they see a uh, uh, Kardashian uh, sister on there, and they think that that's the right way to be. And we have to share with them that some behaviors bring you know, uh, consequences that they don't want. And we don't have enough eyes to protect them when, you know, they have, you know, put themselves in some danger. Well, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to do a lot of censoring. We want to change laws. We also have ideas of what the pedophile and how it is they need to be treated. And that's what the censoring. That's what our activist work, our advocate work will change a lot when we collectively coming together saying, hey, we need television shows censored. We don't want our children seeing little children, you know, half naked. You know, we have to really be like that, you know, just as they walk across the bridge and say, we're going to vote because it's our human rights. And so as Soviet beings, we have a right to speak on um, that which is immoral. Some things on television shouldn't even be on television because that's nothing but a co-conspiracy to me. I am so sorry I let the time run down. We're 90 seconds in. But this has been a magnificent discussion, and I really want us to come back next week and finish it because it's just beginning. And like you said, Alori, we're going to be doing a lot of things, and I definitely want you to remind me to to get that list from you about things that uh, we uh, need to stop doing, letting little girls sit on laps and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I thank everyone for listening and um, I just want to say that um, we are so honored to have you, Olu, Olu, Olu Koya. 
as well as uh, Oba Elliot McCann's, as well as Apeti Oyafumi, as well as the great Alori, who is a magnificent author and has... Uh, Happy Mother. Ditto. We love you. <laughs> has a book that everyone, everyone should have in their household. So next week yeah. is the kickoff. So we'll be sharing our good news next week. Oh, our children's book. And I do want to mention, again, with Secrets Little Girls High, we're offering individuals $5 for each book that they sell through me because that is the money that it is that we will be using to be touring, monies we're using to, you know, uh, establish IO's Healing House. So if we could um, be very passionate about um, endorsing Secret Little Girls High, it will be very beneficial in our movement towards eradicating uh, child sexual abuse globally. Thank you for having me. And we love you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in cyberspace. (laughs) Okay. Love you all. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Love Hello. Love Until we speak again. Obani yeyo yeyeruga Obani yeyo abangori ya Obani yeyo.